Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, the incredible Khadija Blah, who is very difficult to introduce because she's just so incredible and I don't even know where to start. But as a quick summary, she is a human rights activist, a cultural intelligence consultant, a model and a keynote speaker. We had the pleasure of sitting next to each other at the Business Chicks Conference Movers and Breakers in Barossa Valley in 2020. But Khadija was also a speaker there on the topic of using your voice and she absolutely blew us all away and I knew as soon as I started this podcast that she had to be one of my guests because her message and her mission is so powerful, so strong and she is just so clear on who she is and absolutely owns her story. She's such a role model and an incredible woman. I wanted her here to tell us about it. So a little bit more about Khadija before we jump in. She holds a lot of titles, but her favorite and most important is mum to her precious six-year-old son. She has dedicated her life to campaigning against female genital mutilation and supporting survivors of female genital mutilation in Australia for the past 20 years. She says on a lighter note, she's recently started modeling and being an influencer online, which has been a great way to use the fashion world to reach a new audience with her advocacy and amplify her work. She loves expanding and allowing herself to express her true self and thrive in every single way possible. She provides training, keynote speaking and facilitation on domestic and family violence, sexual health, racism, human rights, mental health, gender equality, intersectionality, engaging with migrants and refugee communities, just to name a few through her incredible cultural consultancy. And she shares a fun fact that she has a photographic memory. Oh, wow. I mean, you that's just a taste of this amazing woman. Uh, we had an incredibly passionate and engaged conversation. We both get a little fired up because that's how we roll. And I just can't wait to share with her, share with you. And I can't wait to share the episode with her. I know she's going to love it. (laughs) But to share with you this incredible woman. So please welcome our amazing Khadija Blah. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbay country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Khadija. Thank you, Queen, for being here. Thank you for having me, Emma. (laughs) It's so nice to see you again. We met at the 
business chicks conference and it was incredible i was very rude to you uh so obviously made a wonderful impression and now we're just you know we're just buddies ever since i have no memory of <laughs> uh would uh, incident all i remember is noticing another colorful queen like myself and going that's my kind of girl and the rest is history Oh, good. Okay. We, well, I won't bring up that little funny story then. <laughs> we were just, we were buddies. We were buddies. We were very serendipitously put next to each other. And then we were like the naughty kids for the rest of the day, just we were. running them up. The booklet and going, I'm going to mark all the people I'm going to connect to. And then I saw the lip balm people. I'm like, oh my God, I must meet this person. I've got beautiful lips. I need them to make me be there, face somebody. And, and you like, met oh, her. Amanda. I think. I think. <laughs> And then you got you got some wonderful card. I've got it on my desk here. Yes, beautiful. Ta-da! Love it. Okay, Amanda, we're plugging you. Amanda ambassadors. We love you, Amanda. <laughs> you give me moisturize. It's a it's a podcast, but just to like um, commentate for you, she's putting all this beautiful lip balm on, and we're, yes. we're waving them around on the screen. So, but tell me, we just jumped right in. Who are you? Uh, just tell us a bit about you. Who am I? My name is Khadija Bla. The G is silent in my surname. People are always trying to say Gabla, Gibla. It's actually Bla. So it's like blah, 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 blah. Uh, which I think is very perfect for someone like me because all I do is talk. Um, I am an African-Australian woman born in Sierra Leone in the West of Africa. My family came to Australia as refugees in 2001. So I've spent 21 years of my life calling Australia, South Australia to be more specific home. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this podcast interview on the land of the Ghana people who are the traditional custodians of this land. And I pay my respect to them. Um, and I am a single mom. I have a son who is six, just started school this year. I'm a human rights activist with a focus on gender-based violence, specifically female genital mutilation, um, as well as forced and child marriage as well. And when I'm not doing that, I run my own cross-cultural consultancy that provides training, facilitation, uh, support around how to engage with our culturally and linguistically diverse communities and how to provide culturally appropriate services to them. So topics like cultural intelligence, cultural safety, building people's capacities and businesses capacity around that area is my bread and butter. So yeah, I think that's, that's me. Well, you're an absolute powerhouse. And yes, I was very fortunate. So not only to get seated next to you and we just clicked and got on well and color is our life, but um, then the next morning you just totally blew, you know, the roof off with your absolutely wonderful presentation. And you do a lot of speaking um, and, you know, through your activism and that's why you were invited there. But, um, and actually the topic which really spoke to me was use your voice um, and, you know, standing in your power, which you absolutely do. But it was actually quite an emotional um, presentation in the end. And I, I, you know, I wondered if you always get, you know, it's a very, it's a heavy topic, but there was more to it than that. Like that, that talk in particular and everybody is like standing ovation, crying, hugging. Like we all just, we actually really needed it. Like 20 minutes or something we just jumped into the next one the poor next speaker because we were all like <laughs> you know even and you know even you were crying so why was that why was that one in particular so powerful um, for you the interesting thing is this is actually a question I get a lot so I don't write my speeches first and foremost at all so I speak from the heart which means I sort of believe that it's authentic and what needs to come is what's going to come. It also means that I bounce off the energy of the room and I'm, it's, I'm engaged with who is in the room, not trying to repeat what I did last week or what I did last month. No, nothing like that at all. Um, when this presentation happened, we had probably, we are still in COVID, but I had gone a couple of months where I haven't actually done a presentation. So I actually was nervous because it's funny. Everything is like bike riding. If you haven't done it for a while, you start worrying that you're getting rusty. Is my brain still going to be on top of it? Like what's going to come out, you know, because I haven't been, you know, say giving keynotes as frequently as I would love. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of sharing my sort of story around FGM, it can go different ways because each audience is different. And the theme for this conference for my speech was finding and using 
your voice. So uh, the FGM story was just an example as a context of how I went about doing that while hoping I can use that to inspire everyone in recognizing just some of these strategies and, and how you can, whether it's a personal trauma or an area of interest or something you're just passionate about, how, how we can all use that as a platform to then create change and use our voice. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's just your workplace um, and you, you care about, you know, the, the equality or parental pay gap and you wanted to sort it, sort it out. The skill set will be the same in what you will need to inspire people, to inspire that change. Well, first of all, I think you have to recognize you have a voice and go mm-hmm. about realize, then using that voice. So the emotional part, it's I think sometimes what's interesting when you're a survivor advocate is that, when you're sharing your story, there are days and times, depending on what's going on in life, it could be, you know, your cup is already full or your cup is low or it's the, it's the, emo- the room, the vibe and the energy and the room. But they're just those days where you, you, it's almost like your body goes back into the story. Mm. So days when when I share that I do a presentation where I'm sharing that story it can almost be scientific like I'm just stating facts and I'm yes. I am personally far removed for, from it then there are days like that day where I was very in it and this is not something I can control I have no control over yes. it but my body feels like it's in it so then the emotions associated with the words come out with it and I am just as shocked as you guys so I'm actually leaving it yeah. actually leaving my words I am also in there with you feeling it because mm. it's, it's just a response, uh, almost a, a nervous uh, physiology response that I'm sharing something that is a traumatic thing. Sometimes my body also thinks it's still there. And yeah. I'm feeling that. So I have no control over that. Uh, and sometimes I think in a way I wish, I'm like, why are you quiet? Stop quiet. <laughs> And no. I think that I was like, why am I so quiet? Maybe stop somebody. Maybe stop. I don't want to. But I also think that, you know, feminine energy is so mm. powerful. The room was full of feminine energy. And feminine mm. energy always calls to the vulnerable in us. Feminine energy, or, or you know, it, it does. It enhances that. It calls to it. It says it's okay. It says it's safe. And I had been there, I think I said for my presentation, it was probably one of the few conferences I've been to where I have stayed before a presentation also not left immediately. There's mm. not always space and room to do that. So I have been there. I have connected with the community. I, you know, I, most people didn't even know I was going to have my presentation. I was just one of the team, one of just some yes. participants. So a sense of camaraderie had been built and safety and connection. So by the time I went up, you know, to the stage, I was talking to friends. I was talking to people, you know, sisters. And so I think a lot of things came together to sort of create what became a crying mess of, of, a, of a room. We cried, we laughed, we farted. There was a lot of bodily stuff going on, okay? Um, but that it was such a powerful, I think, uh, sort of moment. And uh, honestly, I couldn't have phantomed that. I couldn't, I couldn't have planned that. I couldn't have. So I, I left after it was finished. I was like rocked to my own call in just mm. what was created in that room, in that moment. And to this day, I'm like, wow. So it, it's that. And I think that's probably my advice to other people always as well is that just be you. There's mm. so much power. Don't plan, try to plan everything. No. I, mean, I know we all have different personality factors. Some people may need to work everything out to the detail because they need to. That's them. But if you can, um, there is magic in this surprise. There is mag- magic in, in the moment. Mm. You know, some of the examples I gave, they literally just coming out of my mouth as I am literally standing there. I say this to people and they're like, that is crazy. Who just does that? I'm like, me. It's yes. something I've come to accept about myself over the years that this story, this experience is actually bigger than me. I am just a vessel. And that's how I, I you know, control my ego about it. I am just a vessel. So all I have to do is show up and be authentic and everything else will mm. sort itself. What needs to be said in that moment to that audience will be what is actually Will, will be set that it's really that simple okay i don't need to overcomplicate it i don't need to try to impress i don't need to think of what does people want to hear what should, no 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 no. i'm just being me which is why yeah. some of the jokes are like you're like oh my did she go there oh yes i went there because i didn't <laughs> have that i didn't think that too i'm just thinking saying it right now um but that's the power i think also in seeing people and just realize i'm just a human who has a, 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 has a story 
a story and I'm just sharing that and in other people that then I'm taking them on that journey in that story. And you all came with me. That's why we all, every step of the way, if I'm laughing, we're all laughing, we're all crying. We're all then sniffling. We're all now smiling because we are actually on a journey together. I'm not talking at you. I'm bringing you with me in this journey. So I felt what you felt as I am doing it. And then we all then got to the end and went, okay, we can just stop now. We need to have therapy, maybe. Should we go out and lie down in the grass? What do we do? We did need a break. But I mean, what you said, like, it was authentic. You can't, you can't manufacture that. And if you did manufacture it, you wouldn't have got the same feeling or the same response. It was so real. And that, and that's why I had to ask you about it because it was like, does that happen a lot? Like, cause that's really exhausting. <laughs> that happens a lot. But I think there's something, the reason you're able to do that and you're the reason you don't write it down and you don't have to is because you know your story so well. And this is something that I talk to my clients about with their personal brand is just, you don't have to have a trauma. You don't have to have had some major crazy intense life thing. Like we all have, we all have a story. We all yes. have experiences, but know your story, know it inside out and know the pieces to pull out at the right times, which is what you do so skillfully yeah. is like, oh, okay, read the room. This is the thing. This is where I'm going with this, but also you've worked through though, you know, I'm sure it's still painful, but like you've worked through that rawness. Oh yeah. I want to tell that- Yes, go to therapy, top tip. Uh, But, you know, like you've worked through that so that you can be vulnerable without working through it with us or like vulnerability, vomiting all over us. It was very, it was, it was safe for you to share, but you, you shared so beautifully and openly that we were invited in and then welcomed to be vulnerable back, which is why there was crying and God, I think there was mascara and sniffles and just, I was like, give me a why are there not tissues on this table? Like this is very well poorly planned. Feedback, like, feedback, to feedback form. I love you, business <laughs> chicks, but do not put a person like Adija on the stage and not give us tissues. That was not well thought. I think we were like shuffling around, handing out tissues. It was, but it was beautiful and powerful. And I love that you got to have that as well. What a beautiful because you know it was work for you. And we we are talking about this a little bit. Um, you know, it is work, but it's also um you know, to enjoy your work and to be able to be present in it and to not have to rush off. That's, I guess, maybe something that's happened over the past year or two that we can actually go, no, I'm going to come to this event. I'm going to fully immerse. And I mean, you would have got so much more out of that than just flying in it at what, nine o'clock in the morning and then going, okay, bye guys, 10 o'clock, got to go. Thanks, done my bit. Connect (laughs) with me on socials. Like, you know, be there, be there and be really present. Like that's such a great thing out of you know gosh you just said so many things and I was just like just write it down what is she saying like I will transcribe this after just for my own personal use but <laughs> honestly like yeah I think authentic can get thrown around a lot these days and authenticity but you know really it's very simple it's just being you you show up as you are and recognize that there's so much power in that nothing can top you just being your authentic self if you're goofy be goofy the lady who did she come before me the one who went to india and did the run what's her name um sam yeah sam she we were talking and she said look i go to a lot of this stuff but she's also a speaker she's like i i I have never seen this package like this this um but that's it that in my industry you know, you have people, English is their first language, who speak, like, English is not my first language. You have people speaking monotone because that's just that cultural stuff as well, that that's just how they go. You know, you have people with the PowerPoint. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. What my power is that I, I don't want to be anyone. Mm. And I don't let anyone force me to be anyone. So when you're negotiating, speaking, people go, do you need this? Do you need that? What, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm, no, 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 I'm okay. I don't need, I don't need a PowerPoint. That's not my style or shut off. If I needed information, let's say contact details, maybe that one slide thing up, but no, that's not it. I'm going to be okay. Like, are you sure? Yes, I am sure. People are used to, they, they got that from other people. It's okay. I'm just going to talk to them. That's that. That will be fine. That will be fine. Okay. All right. And you did actually freak out the TED people. Like this was a great part of your story and, and yes. we'll share it in the show notes. I mean, this is where I guess your your sort of journey took a different direction was when you did your TED talk and that's yes. like hugely popular and, and yes. really I guess elevated your platform, but but you freaked them out 
why like what did you do to the TED people? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So when I got the invite to do the TED talk, I had that was my second invite. The first invite, I was like, what is a TED talk? Okay. This is one of the things where you're living in your own la la land and have no idea what's going on in the world. But that, the thing is sometimes people like me as an activist, because I'm so on the ground on issues, I don't necessarily need to go seek out information the way that people do like for example i don't listen to documentaries because i feel like i'm already in it it seems mm. almost extra traumatic to go be read watching more trauma stuff when i literally leave it in my work i'm like that's not for me that's for the layman the everyday joe who is not on top of social justice that's what that is for not yeah. for me my time out from work why would i go do that to myself <laughs> like it makes no sense so i think that was the thing with the TED talk i'm like I ain't trying to seek out more when I already do it. I'm literally the person, you know. So I had no clue what they were. So the first invite, I said no to reject them. Like, what if, I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. <laughs> then comes the second one, because that's just me. La, la, la. The second one comes, I'm like, oh, okay, tell me more. Okay, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, it's just, I'll say yes. I, I said yes. Um, And I was pre- early in my pregnancy when the original conversation started. And of course, they're laying out all the rules. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sounds good, sounds good, yeah, yeah, whatever. We finally got closer to the dates for the the um for the talk in Canberra. That's where my, my TED talk was done. And they're like, oh, we need to actually be able to have samples of your speech. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, we, we sort of need to know the content. I'm like, I don't know what the content is gonna be. Like, what do you mean? I don't. When I speak, when I when I get there, what I say is what I said, but that I don't write this stuff down. They're like, well, it's actually part of our process that we need to have. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, what do you mean to do about that? They're like, yeah, it, yeah, it, like, because we can't have people change topics. Let's say you have said a topic, like, who knows? You might want to go talk about, I don't know. People are weird. I guess they have put it in place because they can't have the unpredictability. This is about control. Mm. They can't just have people go on stage and you don't know what they're going to actually go say because it could ruin their reputation. What if somebody goes up there and says something, you know, really crazy out of this world? So I said, okay, fine. Um, I, I will use my audio. Maybe I'll just record something for you. But once again, uh, this is weird because I have to pretend there's an audience in front of me. And what would I say to them in this moment in time? It's not going to be what I say on the day. They're like, what do you mean? It's not... <laughs> It's not going to be what I see on the day. It's what I'm seeing now, today, this very moment, second. It will not be what I see there. They're like, oh, but also we have a coach we have given to each presenter. I'm like, a coach? Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. So me and the coach talk. She's like, all right, I heard you, you don't, you're not going to write this speech down and the concession you've offered is that you record yourself, but it will be what you say today, not on the day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I told them. She's like, okay, go ahead. Then I can listen to it and see if I have any pointers. I'm like, sure. Uh, so I recorded, <laughs> recorded something for them, pretending there was some, uh, the audience was there. That I need energy. I need yes. to bounce off that yes. stuff. There's an element they have removed that drove me. I'm like, you don't understand. I bounce off that energy divide in the room. I could totally pivot a presentation just based on as I'm observing a room. Examples and case studies drop into my head as I'm watching and going, ooh, okay, yeah, I got that. I'm in the moment. I'm actually walking as I am People can't yeah. see you right now, but she's like dancing on screen and arms and legs. Like you, you can't, if you can't put this woman in a box, stop it, Ted. You can't. <laughs> I can't control that, okay? Anyway, I recorded it. She, the, the coach person listened to it. She's like, um, you are so funny. It's all good. Just pause in between the jokes. I'm like, what jokes? She's like, <laughs> like, which ones? I don't know. Which? I'm not trying to make a joke. <laughs> Oh, and you are funny. You are. Yeah, but I said <laughs> you don't mean to be. You just don't mean to be. I'm naturally trying to be funny. I'm just naturally funny in that my movements are funny. I'm quirky. I make face. That, but I don't know where the jokes. Just like when they land, give them a pause. What are you talking about? I didn't say a joke. You just thought something I said was actually funny. So she couldn't get anywhere with me either. I'm like, she's like, well, maybe just breathe in between. Maybe then let's go with you. Just breathe. pause. I am breathing. <laughs> I'll just pause. Okay, I can do that. I can just pause and pretend I'm breathing extra. So that's what she did me. So the send of the recording, they're like, okay, okay, we got an idea. We went for the uh, the first, uh, we all traveled to Canberra. So then they had the rehearsal day, the day before the, the, the actual TED talk. And once again, they're like, oh, so what you're going to do tomorrow? I'm like, no, what I'm doing today, rehearsing today. I have no idea what you're that This is today. Once again, this moment in time, these people are like, oh. <laughs> 
I did. I gave them something. It did not sound anything like the recording they said. I'm like, I told you. Yes. Sorry. Subject matter is the same. What comes out around how I share that. Yeah. Hired. So it depends on the day. So yeah. I gave them that. They're like, okay, I guess we're just not going to fight this. Because everyone else, I think, was just in line. This is, they, 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 you know, they, they have their written speech, yeah. they read it. It's like, no, me, sorry, can't help you. We got to the day. And of course, whatever that 18 minute one that's now online, the, the one that blew up. Yeah. Let me tell you, that is not, that is not what they heard. That was it, 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 its own magic. That was about having thousands of people in that room, mm. the darkness me in my white pregnant on that red carpet mm. all these details beforehand you know just sitting in the chair remembering going to myself remember the what the goal is this has never been about you your story is just a, an example of the experience of millions of girls your only mm. job is to stand and be a mouthpiece for those stories to hold space for them to share and, and bring that light. Nothing else. Your job is not to impress anyone. This is not, you don't need to sound articulate. All of that doesn't matter. Just open your mouth and trust. And that's all I did. I think I had three endings. My TED talk has three to- different ending wrap-ups, which were all left there. So like, she's wrapping up and then, oh, there's another wrap-up. <laughs> red light. Splash, red light, red light. <laughs> and it was meant to be 15 minutes. Mine went up 18 minutes. They had threatened to put me out stage. If I, I don't know when I'll stop. I'll stop when I, I feel like I'm ready to stop, I guess. Anyway, but yeah, that was the story of that conundrum. If you are loving what you're hearing in this episode of Live and Love Your Brand and you want to know how you can start to build your own personal brand, then come and join me in my new How to Live and Love Your Brand online course. You'll gain clarity about how you're coming across in the market and understand how to present your brand. You'll build confidence and feel reconnected to who you are. You can learn how to share your message consistently, understand your target market and how to speak directly to them, write a core set of messages to help you communicate your brand effectively and build a clear strategy for where to share your message and when. And increase your connections with people who align with your values and your vision. By being clear about who you are, you can attract what you want in work and life. It's an eight-week online course, self-paced with group support and coaching directly with me. Yes, I will be personally guiding you through and taking you on a journey from unclear, disconnected and a little lost to having clarity, confidence and building amazing connections in work and life. Head over to lovelycommunications.com and you can register your interest today. It's right at the top of the page, L-O-V-E-L-L-Y communications.com. This course is going to help you to get your brand out there, to increase your confidence and get clear on who you are and how you want to show up in the world. Start attracting the business and life that you want. Okay, let's head back to the episode for more great conversations, tips and exercises to help you live and love your brand. And it was meant to be 15 minutes. Mine went up 18 minutes. They had threatened to put me out stage. If I, like, I don't know when I'll stop. I'll stop when I, I feel like I'm ready to stop, I guess. Anyway, but yeah, that was the story of that conundrum. Oh, no, but it's so powerful. And, like, I got shivers when you were talking before and I got shivers again because it's just you do, you just talk from this place and you just you know your story so well and you stand so much in your power. And I just can picture that, that oh, the powerfulness of you being pregnant as well, like that feminine energy. And then what you said, like, oh, just, I'm getting so many shivers in my whole body. You being that there as that advocate for those millions of girls, like, millions of girls around the world and in Australia and yeah. in Australia. Can can you just give us, because I think we probably skipped over it, but I will put it in the show notes and I don't want to dig too much into it, but just give us a real super quick headline view of, of the issue that you're dealing with. Like just, yeah. Okay. With so them. everyone, I think like I said before, <laughs> the area of activism that I'm well known for is around female genital mutilation, also known as FGM. So FGM, is the altering of the female genitalia for non-medical reasons. And it predominantly happens to little girls. So I have been working in this space for the last 21 years. There are 200,000 survivors like myself of FGM in Australia. And 11 girls a day are at risk of FGM happening to them. 
in Australia, hence the work that I, I do around building the capacity of you know, mandatory notifiers, child protection workers, anyone basically who comes in contact mm. with the child to be able to recognize that FGM is a form of child abuse in every state. It's legally, it's only, it's illegal in every state. Um, and everyone who interacts with the child is a mandatory notifier. It's meant to be able to do their job around that, whether it's calling the cops, whether it's calling child protection services, if they're aware of a child who's at risk. The sad thing is that a lot of people who interact with kids are not aware of FGM being a crime in Australia. Mm. No education around FGM. So that's my job in raising basically the awareness from a national perspective not i live in south australia but this national campaign that i've been doing for years engaging the media and being able to raise that awareness of what is fgm it's happening in australia this is what to look out for this is how to recognize a child who's at risk this is how to provide appropriate services for survivors and this is how to engage with communities so that's been my life work in doing that because fgm is such a obscure sort of child abuse in the in the scheme of mm. different types of abuse that we have in australia that a lot of people are just not well versed in it especially those who should know like those who are child protection uh, workers or mandatory notifiers they they just don't so yes. that's Scary. my line of work and that's what that ted talk was about it was just one more platform to utilize to uh, as part of this fgm ending fgm campaign that i have ongoingly um and for luckily for me that just sort of blew up i didn't think a pregnant woman, a pregnant black woman talking about genitals was going to hit <laughs> people. Oh, let me tell somebody else was talking about chickens. Somebody was talking <laughs> about music. And then you slapped me there talking about genitals. Okay. Yeah. So, but it blew up. And, and I want to say, and this is the power of storytelling. This is the power of finding and using our voice. I didn't think it would blow up because if you do the metrics, A, I'm a black woman, sexism, people, okay. B, I'm talking about genitals, and I'm C, I'm talking about an issue that those people are just like, oh, la, 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 make it stop. Um, and in fact, in my intro, I said, look, as I'm sharing this story, cry, laugh, uh, do whatever your body, I give you permission because anything, however you react, it's natural. It's okay. Yeah. Don't hold back. So it's huge, a big deal that it was so well received, not only immediately in the room. My yeah. TED talk was the only TED talk with a warning. Nobody else's TED Talk had a one. Not even the guy who talked about the chickens. <laughs> okay? Not even. Mind it. It got a, a trigger warning. And people were told if they want to leave now to actually leave. Okay? Yeah. So it was the only TED Talk with a trigger warning. The, the people in the room, also people, there were people online, thousands also online yeah. that were watching it live. So the fact that my TED Talk was the first one to go online, to be chosen to go on the TED.com website. So for mm. people who don't know how TED Talks work, when you do a TEDx, which is a local, all the local TEDx talks, there's the big TED.com website. Yes. So any talk, you, a TEDx talk you do, will go to your local website or whoever's hosting it, their website, they put it all up. Then the TED.com, which is the national, international big one, they decide out of those local TED talk, which ones are good, which ones they want. Mine was the first to go yeah. up. The genitals one, okay? By the <laughs> woman. That was the one. So if you are thinking, oh, I got nothing to say, like, like uh, nothing I have to say is important. Like, how, how I spoke about genitals, okay? <laughs> well, I talk about people squirm, yeah. okay? People close their ears. People go uncomfortable. People get shivers. People want to cry. People want to mm. cover their heads. People want to be anywhere except where I am as I'm talking about it. Mm. But I showed up. My pregnant self flew from my state that to another state this will be the last travel i'll also do before i give birth i was what six seven yeah quite pregnant high risk pregnancy took my ass there stood up on that stage and believed in the power of what i had to say mm. that what i also had to say wasn't just about me it was mm. going to give voice and hold space for so many and that was so much more important than how i look more important than than the fact i have an accent more important than will people understand me i'm like fuck that if you understand five words i'm happy with that it, more important than my hands gonna fly everywhere like i like more important than any insecurity that we i have whatsoever more important and because of that that show it showed up it showed yeah. up and what it was meant to do six years later that takes no seven years later 
It is shown in schools, universities. It's used uh, as a teaching school. I get messages from people all over the world who are making changes mm. in their families. Moms were saying no to FGM. Fathers were saying no. Uncles, prof professionals were like, oh my God, I need to incorporate this into my learning. All because I chose to see the power in my story, the power in my voice, the power of showing up. Because you can have all of that. If you don't show up, nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Showing up. Yeah. yeah. And it's your message. It's your message that, and you're so clear on your message and that the message is the important part. And it, that you said, you're the vessel. You just got to deliver it. And, and, and the, the package, you know, you, you are the incredible package. You come with it. But, um, that, but that message, like that, that is so strong and that you know that that, above all else that message has to get out there and you're just doing such a beautiful job i i did not know it was an issue i just i guess it didn't cross my radar that it's an issue in australia like i knew about it in africa and i had read a, i've told you in person i read a wonderful book years ago that addressed like um desert flower yes. i believe yeah that addressed the issue to me and I, it's never left me but to hear that it's happening here mm -hmm. that that really rocked me um and the work that you're doing is just so powerful and important but i just yeah i just you know, I guess I get shivers and I'm just, I'm, I'm proud. I've only just met you, but I'm so proud of you. And I love how you, that's, you absolutely own your brand. And, um, you know, the, the message and the mission is, is, you know, that that above all else is so important. It is so important. And what I think I also want to say to people is that you can use different platforms to still share your message. Too often people think they have to stay in one lane or, have to do things the traditional way. When I started my activism, I was 13. I was a child. I had just become aware of this trauma I had locked away because it was so bad, had just come to the forefront. And I'm reeling with the impact of that. I'm reeling with the impact of challenging my mom, my, my, mom, my only caregiver, my only family here, but also was a perpetrator, reeling with how to have a relationship with her. This is all unpacking while supporting my little sister, while speaking English as a Six third language, depending on which year it was. I'm trying to go to school, dealing with racism, you know. But this sense of righteous anger that this is not okay, and and mm. I, I want to make it stop. I didn't know how you do that. I I, I didn't know how you, you know how you make change. I was just a kid with an experience, not just this FGM, but also other things I have observed. And sometimes people get lost in my story in that FGM is just one issue I, yes. I, I advocate against. I, I have other things that I speak against because I believe in human rights across the board. So whether it's gender, LGBTIQ+, A stuff, disability stuff, human rights to me are important. I've, all of them are important mm. to me. I don't have to experience it. I don't have to have a personal experience. I just have to see an injustice, sniff it, smell it, hear it, and I'm on top of it. And what I learned at that early age, at 13, as I'm just stepping into this sense of injustice as they happen all over the, wo the world, and here going, I'm a girl, and people discriminate against me because I'm a girl, well, or because I'm young. Oh, people discriminate against people because of their age, their, their sexuality. That sounds dumb. You know, my mom is like, calm down. Just, why don't you know your place? What is wrong no. with you? Why do you always have to question everything? Why can't you just be a kid? Kid? What kid? Some of this affects me, it affects other people. I can't be sitting here being a kid. So I, I didn't have the tool. I didn't know how you change the world. All I knew, all I had was, I had seen, observed, or some, that was not right. Not right. So acknowledging that it's not right, good starting place. Then I'm like, I'm angry at this injustice. I am angry that it is taking place. Okay, we're feeling it. And I'm like, I want to do something about it. Okay, what are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to start first by telling other people what we observe and why we're angry about it. Why don't we start there? So we started there. And that is what snowball. that first of all, naming what you're seeing or feeling going and observing going, that is, that's, not, that's not right. It's yeah. such a simple and a basic level. Yes. Just naming something, the power of naming something. I'm not saying giving even the technical name, just saying that's not okay. Yeah. That is not okay. It's where it all starts. The world, all the changes we have made started with somebody saying that is not okay. That should not have happened. We should do starts there. That observation and then the naming of it out loud. Power. That's power. Yeah, that's and, it. And, and you all have power, everyone. And there is power and everyone has that ability. And you may not end up on the TED 
stage you may not end up on a video you may not but but standing for what you believe in and you know being true like that's being true to who you are and that's being authentic and that's being you know that all of those things make up who you are and they make up your brand and getting clear on that and understanding that and then when you see that you're calling it out and that's where you're using your voice and even if you change one person or you, you impact you don't have to change them you have to impact or if you can have that conversation or you know just join in in some way to that aligns with your values then that's yeah. that's the path to being true to who you are and you know you are exceptional in this you are absolutely exceptional i do you know i know it was simple for you to start but there there you there are people who have this real gift and you have this energy to bring people along and i, I love that but that the, you are so strong in your foundation of who you are and your your brand is clear and I'm just I'm so grateful to have had this conversation I think we could talk for a bazillion years so I, I am gonna wrap us up um we are gonna segue into some other stuff as well though I want to just talk to you about personal branding in general and you have a really strong brand like I say all the time from a branding perspective and I think we, me and you may have spoken about this at the business check conference the way you dress to me is it's part of my presentation. It's not separate. It's not a separate thing. It's an armor. It's a form of expression. It's a form of branding. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not yeah. separate things. And I think sometimes some people make that mistake. They think they're separate. I'm like, no, it, it, it's it's all part of the package. It's all part of the package. So it's how you yeah. show up, you which you yeah. talk about, but it's using your everything and it's that yes. showing up, you know, and that's where people, people get misguided in the look and feel. Like I don't want people to focus yes. on that because it's all like, yeah. oh, how does my hair look or how does my outfit look? And if you're going to go and do a shoot and you think only about that, the thing yes. is you you are so clear on your message and who you are that that's why you can come into that shoot and be yes. like, let's do this. Like if somebody else tried to do that and they didn't know, it's just like yes. me turning up with my leggings and now like Emma Isaacs and Olivia Ruello calling me out on a call going like, hey, Emma, we're exactly. sending you leggings. Because yes. they know that I love crazy leggings. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> like I'll wear them. It but... is. And someone, that, once they questioned. We're true to ourselves now. That's because we're true to ourselves. Those yes. things, those, those bits that make us us, it, 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 it is what I quickly recognize is what my brand is. But I wasn't trying to be anything, create something new. It's just picking up what came natural to me already and enhancing it. That's actually all I've done is enhance it. Just well, even go, you're... Okay, being aware of it. Even your heritage, like, you know, it's not as, it's different to us, but like, you know, in, in Africa, I don't know, like, you know, not all of Africa, but it is a colorful place, you know, and the, like the clothing is very colorful and yes. big and bold. And, you know, so that's kind of normal in, for you. And for but, some people here, it's like, oh, you're going to, to a meeting and you're going to wear bright colors. And it's like, yeah, because yeah. like, it makes me happy. Why would I not? Or, you know, uh, but I had somebody that I did an MC gig and they were like, afterwards, everyone was telling me how fab I looked with my leggings on. And then later on, they were like, the president was kind of like, oh, do we need to talk about that? And is that an issue if she wears that? And they were like, that's her brand. And I've had so many great connections from that time of that course. I emceed. And it's just funny, like they, everyone else was like, no, no, that's very old fashioned of you. But it was like, well, one, you can't tell me what to wear. I just won't do it. Yes, number one, yes. But two, it's like people loved it and that's because it's me and I feel comfortable and I'm not going to rock up there in, you know, yeah, like a, I do wear a blazer. I like a blazer on top, but I'm like, business on top, party on the bottom. Oh, you all mine, which is like gold and green and the little oh, frilly yeah. at the back. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got layers. I got a pink blazer. I have a red blazer. I have a blue blazer. I have another multicolor blazer. Oh yeah, and then I got a navy one from one of our business chic, beautiful girl, the one who does the uniforms. Yeah, Pamela. yeah. Pamela, she sent me a beautiful navy one. But of course, I chose navy rather than blue because people sometimes don't choose navy. They don't. They ignore navy. Navy is a gorgeous color. Okay, black is black. Navy is just pop of just. It's just a nice sort of corporate but still gives you a bit of you know something. And, and then it got it elegant beautiful buttons that I really love. And I just thought I could super casual, you know, business casual if I wanted to go down that path. Or, yeah, I just thought it was just so gorgeous. But yeah, I think about these things. I think about these little details and how they, they're such nice touches. That's what they are. They're touches to just add and sprinkle. And, and it's amazing how the people connect to them, how we validate other people, how we allow 
we give people permission by when we show up our authentic self that we give other people permission to do exactly the same. So there's something oh powerful about that. Diverse things because everyone just you know at first there's this one topic that everyone loves and it's my thing, but I, I, there's so much more to what I like and care about and can talk about and interests I have. So I'm always excited to have other ways to showcase that and talk about. Well, it. that's and that's like your empowerment too. Like it all ties in. Is that your <laughs> you know, and speaking out is, is you and yeah. um, have using your voice is you yeah. and all of that is comes into it. And so people might think, oh, well, I haven't gone through some massive trauma, so yeah. I can't do what she does. And it's like, well, hopefully no, you don't have to go through a horrible trauma. You know? Not have to. I mean, but yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Most of what has brought me where I am as much as FGM is, you know, it's this one topic I talk about and it's a source of inspiration, but w- how I have become successful, even in my advocacy, it's not from a trauma perspective. That has a lot to do with emotional intelligence, communication, being aware of my strengths, being aware of my weaknesses, networking, all these other things that people don't see. They just see the final product, which is a successful activist, but it's like, well, how did you get to that? How did you build that? That's not trauma. That's work. That is, you know, that that's that stuff we're talking about. That branding, showing that up, awareness yeah. of myself and reflection, which is a branding thing. It's a marketing thing. It sits in so many different places. Hence, why I'm usually able to talk to people from all walks of life because I can tap into all of that and go, oh yes, yeah, psychology. Let's talk about that. Imagine the psychology of this or meet the stylist. I'm like, oh yeah, the color wheel. Oh yeah, it's amazing when you choose the right color, the power of you know red versus a blue and if you want yeah you're trying to ask people for money which color do you i make time to learn all about this stuff because it's important it's amazing the amount of time i spend just upskilling just my education and sense of awareness because those things actually matter people just don't think they do nothing happens accidentally no 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 and that's it i was just talking to a friend and saying oh you're coming to this charity lunch and she was like no i've got all these other things on it's a lot of socializing so i can't do that and i was like well, well, you know, I'm spending a lot of money. And I said, well, actually, it's if somebody's donating the ticket, she can't come. Would yes. you like to come as a guest? And that's why I'm going. She's yes. asked me to go as a guest on her behalf. Yes. And she said, oh, haha, you and your socializing type thing. And I said, babe, this is networking. Networking. It's networking. And she's just become the president of an organization. I'm like, it's networking and it's showing up and it's walking the walk and talking the talk. It's me yes. telling my clients to do this and doing the yes. same let alone supporting a good cause and yes. showing up on behalf of this woman. I was like, don't think of it as, and even when I, um, when I had Finn, you know, I was going out and stuff and my, you know, people would be like, oh, socializing or lunching and stuff. And I was like, I'm going out to connect. Yes. I'm going out to get support. I'm going out to be with my people. Like what? So, cause I'm a mum and with a baby, I should just be sitting at home with him or, you know, oh cause I'm not working so or something. like, so- that's work though. You are working. I build that as work. So uh, networking events, what they're calling socializing, is for it's work. I clock on. hours. There are hours I clock up. That's where I meet people. That's where I get to tell people what I do. That's where I get to meet other people. That's where I we exchange just business cards. That's where you 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 get to find that's where you learn everything. You know, it's a gold mine, those networking events. I factor that in, into my time and my schedule. Like I, I search out for those networking events. I have people like tell, so they will let me know when something is coming up. Socialize it. Oh, yeah. you need to have networking skills if you're going to go anywhere, okay? Half yes. of the shit I get, those quit for pro, it's because of those networking events. That's where my marketing is at those networking events. That is my cheapest one. I don't pay. It's the most effective, cost-effective, I mean, I, now I'm all, I'm top over this insult. <laughs> Who's this person getting all wild up and I'm tired? And I'm going to send her your way and be like, uh, yeah, Khadija's got a few things to tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, to sit back. Whoa. Excuse you, social life, the insult. Like, oh, it was party, party, party. And I'm like, it's not a party. It's an event for raising awareness for domestic violence. And so what if we have a glass of champagne and talk to people there? But like, you yeah, know, some of the best connections I've made have been through. I mean, look at us. We sat next to each other at a conference. Exactly. We could have been, oh, you're just so, you know, a junket socializing. It was like, no, we were learning important things. We're making powerful connections. We were expanding our minds. Like, 
Yeah, and and so what if I had a good time? You could go away. <laughs> that's, the thing is, that's what I hate. I, I hate this. There's a, there's judginess. There is there's just this misconceptions, and I think we do that. We apply it a lot to women as well. People don't seem to do that to men. Men are constantly doing their golfing, networking event. Men can do. They do all. Nobody looks down on it. But when it comes to women, somehow they say, "Oh, you got a baby and you're going out." Yeah, yeah. What's wrong yeah. with that? Yeah. Oh, you got a baby, but you're juggling things. You're going to that event. Yeah, that's going to feed that baby. You'll be amazed at how that thing I'm going to will be feeding that baby. But okay, go off now. And even if there's food, out, what is wrong with time out? Self-care. Some of the networking events I go to, it's killing to be better with one stone. It's an, a good opportunity for me to have a, a night or day out to actually have a nice meal that you didn't have to cook and dress yes. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I count all of these things down as factors too. You know, it's a, a factors. It's a great opportunity to have time out. It's a great opportunity to get dressed up. It's a great opportunity to, to just be an adult, an adult with other people, especially if you're around kids a lot. Trust me, that fucking becomes important at some point. And even just being around net, a network of people who are from another field, area of field, and I like going to those who are sometimes don't work yes. in my area. I enjoy connecting and, and through conversation, finding the middle ground or synergy mm. somewhere or the ones that are in the same industry as me. It's just like a, a great friends catch up where we're all just catching up. Or, mm-hmm. And things change, life changes so fast. So in those catch up, you're able to see where everyone is who's moved from one workplace to another. And that's the time you get to get a new email, a number again. It's strategic. The benefits, strategic. Like, mm. but even if it was just purely you wanted to have a night out for fundraiser, I still don't fucking see what is wrong with that. What well, is the problem? Absolutely. I had a, a brunch with a lady the other day, and it was a get to know you. And now today we're having a call, and we might work together. You know, that's you know, that's thousands of dollars. So that brunch, that enjoyable time, where my son came with me too. You yeah. know, that's thousands of dollars of work. But also, if it didn't turn into that, it was a nice chat. It was a lovely morning. We had a yes. good time. We were both relaxed. We she shared some information. I shared some information. It's just. It's just nice and that's just relationship building and why can't – it's like that thing of like work has to be hard and work has to be in the office and work has to be this way and it's like why can't we have this fluidity and this beauty and that light? it's not – yeah, you don't leave your your personality at the door, you don't leave your life at the door and you don't leave your – and we being business owners, you don't leave your work at the door either. We don't. We are the business. We yeah. are the business. And that's what's unique about soul traders and people with the work we do. We are the business. We literally are. Yeah. So we are the brand. So yeah. it's like there's no putting that aside for five minutes and then go. We are those lunches, those breakfasts, those dinners, those impromptu calls, the Zooms, all of that is work. It's literally ours. And then people think it actually is, it's factored in as work that's why some of those lunches and dinners are actually taxable if you're taxable because it's considered you are anything yeah. that contributes to an income anything that you're doing towards raising any matters even if you have wine in your hand while doing it even if you're upside down juggling balls while you're doing it your tax account's like were well, you doing that to contribute to get income yeah done taxable oh that's my other new obsession tax account tax <laughs> Yeah, I spent last weekend just obsessing on all the new things oh, I can claim. Tamisha, you never know the full extent of, of, of a tax. It, it's a very interesting beast and world out there. And I think it especially is. with those of us who in a COVID world are transitioning more online, you have to be, there are new promises of claimable things that were not traditionally there because we're always in office mm. and offices were separate. Now offices are in our homes, which changes the dynamic of what you can claim. But also depending on your business and what you're doing at home, you could click they, they, it opens up the sphere of influence in what you can claim. And and I think that's something to factor in, you know, investment wise, what someone can go spend money on and in investing to grow your business. So yeah, yeah, there's plenty a bit of time just, you know, upskilling in that area and going nuts. Oh, absolutely. And travel being that I run a travel podcast and have done travel yes. writing, but it's also that I am working when I'm traveling and I'm meeting people when I'm traveling and that yes. you can't claim it all, but you can a large portion of it. It's like if I don't go to this place and do this thing and build this relationship, yes. I don't get that work. Exactly. I mean, books, I've got books and I buy them. I always buy them in my business account because yeah. they're education and they're learning. Yes. I have some of my subscriptions, my, my, yep. 
Netflix and stuff because some of its ideas and research yes. and learning yes. and, you know, I know it's, it sounds silly, but it's good to have an accountant who gets a uh, sole trader and yes. industry. I remember one of my accountants in the past being like, can you just remind me what you do again? Oh <laughs> like God. during my tags, I'm like, oh, we're so done. No, like, no, no, no. no. You know, whereas no. my current one's like, hey, we can, let's work this or how, um, you know, your car, let's work that into the business. Yes. Or, um, yeah, you need, you know, let's look at some development. Let's plan that in. How can you, you know, not spending money for the sake of it, but like what, no, what are you doing as your business activity? Yes. That's that's something that we can, yeah, it's smart. Don't smart. think about that though, that you want, your accountant needs to understand your industry and be able to factor that in because accounting is industry-based. Depending on the industry, what you can claim is so completely different that if you were in it. So it, it just can't be generic. <laughs> what is your business has to be important to them to understand, you know? So something even as simple as that. But yeah, it's it's those things I think sometimes people don't think about when we see upskilling and staying on top of um, our ever-changing world. But staying on top of it means, you know, being aware of new changes and, and, and knowing where you sit and where you position yourself and how to go about things to, yeah, to, to get the ball rolling. So anyway, see, that's interesting as well. I just want to talk to you forever. Um, and I hope, well, I can, cause we're friends and you're amazing. You so, um, but yeah, I want to share everything you have to say. So, but we're going to put in the show notes, all the ways to connect with you and, you know, people like follow uh Khadija's just got this amazing voice and just this brilliant uh like just queen all over social media so just super fun to follow anyway but is there anything else you you would like to tell us or like a message you have I guess for the audience about being true to themselves or you know how that they can start to own their voice and their brand no I think you know like you said before when we throw the words authenticity and all of that actually currently quite a scary concept this idea that to just show up as you are when we live in a world that says we're not okay and we're never enough, especially as women, we're bombarded with messages that tell us all the ways we're not okay, we're not good enough, all the things we should do to then fit into a mold. And that's actually quite scary. So I totally acknowledge that. To me, I think what it comes down to, and especially in a COVID world where everything has changed, our worlds are upside down, just be kind to yourself, give yourself grace, mm -hmm. okay? This is not about productivity, it's not about trying to you know, save the world. Even I, a person who that's my thing, have taken a couple of steps back and really mm. prioritize my mental health, prioritize my, my self-care and also reevaluate the best way to do things, the best way to still have that voice, the best way to exist, acknowledging the world I am now currently in. It's not the world I was in. So why would the same things apply? Why would the same way of doing things be okay? No, it's not okay. So I am resting a lot more. I'm switching off a lot more. Um, I'm sitting on my front porch a lot more. I am connecting with my friends and uh, allowing them to be there for me a lot mm. more. I'm making more wish lists so that when people say, what do you need? I'm like, let me just send you the list. And you choose <laughs> But yes. us, you know, because I'm the queen of gifts. I love gifts. So, you know, I'm always ready for somebody to send me a gift. But basically, <laughs> my point is you know this is the time for connection it's the time mm -hmm. to, to 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 have community it's it's the time it's time to just rest it's okay to do that in the midst of it all even as we plan and plot how you know we, we change the world and and speak up and do the things we want to do you can't build from an empty cup or a, a weak foundation so i do everything that i do because I go to weekly therapy to allow me to sort out my mental health. So when I stand on the stage, even if I'm crying, it's because I'm in that moment, but I'm fine right after because mm. it doesn't go that deep. It, it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm traumatized by what I'm doing. It's just that I'm in that moment as a human feeling empathy like everyone else, even for myself, but I'm okay because I do prioritize that self-care for myself. I prioritize the breaks and times that I need uh, for myself. And as a mom, you know, having a friend go, oh, I, I would love to see my the little guy. I'm like, okay, you guys go to the park. That could be a couple of hours that I just have a lie down or read a mm. lovely romance novel, which is my little treat for myself. <laughs> Hot chocolate romance novel, Escape to La La Land with my lover, my book lover, and I just, and all of that. Look after yourself. Do, do self-care. And it's, we're not just talking about also self-care that's expensive. The self-care that can be just sitting on your front porch with mm -hmm. your glass of coffee, um, 
and just rest. Anything that makes you feel good and build you up is important. You are the priority. You are number one. Everything else flows from there, even as moms. Everything flows from us. So that's really what I would say because that's what our world is calling on us right now to do. I love it. It's my new mantra, actually. Rest and receive. So rest and receive, queens. Thank you, Khadija, my beautiful friend. I just can't get enough of you and I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you, but I'm grateful for you being here today. Thank you for having me, Emma. <laughs>